Hello, this is Saul Gonzalez, lead pastor of Lifehouse Church, and welcome to our podcast. Thank you so very much for joining us today. I believe that through this message, God will encourage you, challenge you, and better yet, change you for the glory of God and for the purposes God has called you. Enjoy this message. I'm one of the pastors for Lifehouse, and uh, we are starting a Lifehouse in the Coachella Valley, so I want to welcome all the people on Facebook. I want to welcome the people on YouTube and live, and I want to let you know that from this Sunday on, we're going to be having our online services in the Coachella Valley, so give it up for the Coachella Valley this morning. We welcome all our campuses this morning in Delano and Wasco, and we ask that we love you guys. Lifehouse is a church where you can come and where people can come and know God. How do we do it? Through our experience, through the weekend, through our worship, where people can grow with God. How do we grow? We grow through discipleship, through grow. We grow, we grow through every life group. And then we go. How do we go? We show you how to live with purpose. Lifehouse will show you how to live with purpose this morning. So we, we uh, did a, um, a test a couple of weeks ago. What, what kind of messages would you like to hear? And we, we had several of them, some were about uh, forgiveness, some were about family, some were, there, there were all kinds of cards that we got from this, but we, we, we started a message, a series called You Asked For It, and this morning we want to we wanna share with you, I, I titled this message, How Can I Change? It's so important to change. You know, Jesus got most of his messages from the questions that people asked him. The disciples asked him, Jesus, teach us how to pray, and Jesus would teach them how to pray. The people would come and ask him all kinds of questions, and that's how he would come up with his messages. All of us have, all of us need change in our lives, but all of us have that area that we struggle with. It doesn't matter if you've been a Christian all your life. It doesn't matter if you barely started serving God. All of us have need. Don't ever think that you see a person and you think that that person is spiritually mature. Let me tell you something. I've seen people that are struggling. They've been serving God. 20, 30, 40 years, and they're still struggling. Some will admit it, and some won't admit it. Some are one taco short of a combo. They'll never admit it. (laughs) Let me tell you something. All of us have struggles. Why? Because we live in a broken world. All of us are broken, and we got issues that we're dealing with. We got got habits. We have have certain... But let me tell you something. We're not the only people that, that struggle with hard to change. The disciples struggled with that. Listen to what Paul says in Romans 7, 15. He says, I, I, I don't realize what I'm doing. I don't do what I want to do. Instead, I do what I hate. How many times have we come to church and then we go back home and, and we face that person, that situation, and we blow up again and we go back to the person we were before. Maybe you're going back to a bad habit. You know, I, I listen to this message and I feel the presence of God. I'm motivated. My life will change, but I go back doing the things I hate to do and I'm I'm dedicating this message to myself and to the people who have dysfunction in their lives and want to change. We need to change. Now, I want to give you a a few steps uh, before uh, that. I want to give you, uh, how how does it look when I I don't change? I want to give you four steps. How does it look when I I don't change? Number one, it has become part of my identity. Me not changing has become, in in, in other words, my dysfunction has become part of my identity it's, 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 it's already grafted in. My dysfunctions be, become part of, of me. And, 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 and we, don't, we don't want it, but we notice it. it, it it's so natural. It becomes part of you. It, it has become part of your personality. And how many times 
Have you said, that's the way I am? Too bad. You deal with it. How many times have you told your wife that or somebody at work or your family? Too bad. That's the way I am, joker. And we get fed up of people telling us, hey, you, you know you got this problem. No, no, you got the problem. You have the problem. You, it seems like you got a personal problem. And you don't want to change. It's, it's in my blood. My daddy was that way. My grandpa was that way. And I'm that way. Guess what? That kind of talk is praised by the enemy. The enemy wants you to talk that way. He wants you to be prideful. I don't want to change. I'm not going to change for you or for you or for nobody else. I, I, that's the talk that the enemy wants. He, he has convinced you of a lie. And he wants you to live that way. Let me tell you, you are accepting the nature of what you're trying to change. I have great respect for the recovery. For celebrate recovery. For, for I have great respect, but... But you can't, I, I can't, all my life I'm going to tell people, my name is George and I'm alcoholic. The Bible says when you're a, 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 when you are, God is not interested in renewing the old man. He makes a new one. He makes a new one. He's not here to help you uh, with the old version. He's here to change a brand new man. So he wants you to make new, you're a new person. So let me tell you something. You, you, the number two, you start to feel more and more hopeless. When you don't change, you start to feel more and more hopeless. You lose your hope. I want to make this point because some of you have lost hope this morning. And if you're listening to me through, through Facebook, and through, if you have lost hope, I, want, I need to make this point. You've thrown in the towel. This year has been hard on your dysfunction and you're desperate. This message is hitting you between the eyes. And you've given up in your marriage, on yourself, on your kids, on your job, and even with friends and family and you're going to sleep through this message. And pastor, I've heard this dysfunction. I, I can't change. I can't. Take that word out of vocabulary. There is nothing you can't do. There is nothing you can't do. I've taken several steps. I'm here to motivate you. Don't lose hope. I hope through, through God's word to give you an idea of how you can change. And, and that maybe, I'll give you something that maybe you've never thought. So number three. When you, when you don't change, you become defensive. I need to fight. I, 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 become, it's, I, I want to fight you, especially when you haven't changed. The worst part of the person, those people close to you let you know you have not changed. If it's your wife and, and you, maybe you've been coming to church and you've been coming on Sundays and she's seen that and you're gaining brownie points with that and that's okay. But all of a sudden, just because you're coming to church doesn't mean you're changing. It doesn't mean you're changing. A lot of people think that as long as I, I get my husband in church, I know he's going to... No! It's the things you do outside of church that matters the most. And I've said it before, you'll never be powerful in public if you're not plugged in in private. It's what you do in private. It's what you take with you. Your home is your first church. Your home is the first church. That's where you learn how to pray. That's where you teach your kids how to pray. Let me tell you something, when, when you become defensive, you start to get mad at everybody. The change isn't happening, so you defend your dysfunction. And you don't want to tell nobody you're protecting, you're destroying you. You be careful to defend the lie that you're living. Number four, the fourth point says, you become a prisoner. In your own mind, in your own world, you become a prisoner in the very thing that you want to change. Your dysfunction tells you how to live your life. And you, you, you can find many verses in Romans, in Romans, the book of Romans, chapter 6, 7, and 8. It talks about our, our, our sin, our dysfunction. And we fight with the flesh. We fight with the spirit every day. I'm, it's a fight. 
do this. No, I don't want to do it. I want to live my whole life. We're, we're all, there's always a fight between us. There's always, I call it the carne asada, your carne, your flesh. is always fighting. You're always fighting. On top of that, we're, some of us that are married, we have a wife that is always, hey, don't do that. Don't do this. Don't do that. Well, shut up, man. Leave me alone. Sometimes your wife not only becomes the Holy Spirit, becomes your conscience. Am I the only guy up here? I don't know. Whatever. So you become a prisoner with your, between your flesh and your spirit, your emotions and your desires. And Paul said that in Romans 7. So he knows that the goal of Satan, he wants, to, he wants your, the spiritual battle all the time. He wants, your, he wants to destroy anything spiritual that's going on in your life. Let me tell you, Satan is the greatest liar in this world. In Job chapter 1 verse 7, God tells Satan, where, where did you come from? He says, I came from going throughout the to and fro from the whole world. Looking to see that who will believe my lie. Late, Satan will make you believe that you could never change. Satan will make you, he'll tell it you in, the, in your mind through something that you can't change. That is a lie. Everyone can change if they want to. Everyone, no, no, pastor, you don't know how deep I am in my habit, in my dysfunction. You don't know that I'm struggling with this. You don't know, pastor, I have an issue. I can't, you can change. Can everybody say this morning, I want to change. Everybody say that, I want to change. Say it through, put it on the chat, I want to change. I don't want to be the same man. I don't. That's why we come here. To listen to the word of God because it becomes life when we apply it to our lives. You don't just listen. You apply it to your life every day. I apply it because I need to become a better husband. I need to become a better father. I, I, I want to leave a godly legacy. But I feel that I'm giving the worst to my kids because they're saying, they're seeing me explode in front of my wife and not forgiving her. They're seeing me explode in my job. They're seeing me become selfish and self-centered. I don't want my kids to become that. And understand that all that become, comes by nature. All that be, comes by nature. So after you become a prisoner, then you start to lose your life. When you, this happens, your potential dies. Sin doesn't bother you anymore. You're dead weight. You're blinded. You, you have dreams of something so beautiful, but the, you, you thought because I can't change, I'll, I'll, never, have, I'll never reach my dreams. And you made, it so, you made so many bad decisions. I'll never change. Listen to me. God has the power to change your life. He takes everything that's ugly inside of you and turns it around into something beautiful. So it's not how you start. It's how you finish. It don't matter how bad you are this morning, how bad you become. He turns everything around no matter how bad the chapters in your the life that you've written. It's not how you start. So Jesus will buy it back, and that's called redeem. He redeems you. What was lost, Jesus bought back with his life. So now, now, now it's valuable. I say all that because I want you to think about one area in your life that you need, you need to change. Think about one area in your life that you need to change this morning. That's what this message is about. Think about one area in your life. You need, if, if I could change one thing in my life, what would it be? Maybe my attitude, emotions, my relationship, maybe pornography, maybe a bad habit. Maybe addictions. Maybe it's a secret sin that you don't want to tell nobody. But God knows. Romans 6, 12, and 14 says, Do not let sin control the way you live. Do not give in to sinful desires. Do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. So don't let it control you. 
That's what this message is about. Instead, this is the, this is the word that I want to give you. Give yourselves completely to God. There's a lot of believers that when they accept Jesus, they buy all the Bibles in the world. And they want to help out all the nonprofits, and they want to do all these things. You start up like a like a flash, man. You came out of church and you love everybody. You buy all the Bibles and, and you want to do all these great things. But then something hits your life, and you, you're not serving God at 100 percent You're giving God 50%. When you want to change and you're giving God 50%, I guarantee you, you're not gonna change. But when you give God everything you have and you're completely committed to change, change will come. When I'm giving 10% because I want to, I can't change. I'm telling my wife I can't change. You're not putting none of your part. You're not doing anything. You're not doing anything. Crazy thought is I want to change, but I'm not changing anything I'm doing. I'm not changing anybody I'm hanging out with. I'm not changing anything, but I want to change. Let me tell you something. If you're living like that this morning, you can change if you want to. What is that one thing when you, when you, when you give 100% to God completely, watch what happens in verse 14. For sin will not rule over you because you are not under the law but under grace. Now I want to show you how do I give myself completely to God. I promise that if you, if, if, I promise if you commit completely to God, you have nothing to lose. So how would it look like if, 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 if what God is asking me to do this morning, I want to challenge you this morning. I want to challenge you this summer. Give yourself completely to God. And I promise that if, if you follow this truth, that area in your life will change how. Here's how. Number one, get rid of the excuses. Get rid of the excuses. You are a ball of air. I tell everybody that in the last year and a half through COVID, I got my COVID stomach. I got a little stomach here. And why do I have it? Because I love Taco Tuesday. I love corn tortillas, and I want to lose weight, but I don't, I don't leave my tacos. Don't touch my tacos, please. And I make a lot of excuses. It was the same thing in Jesus. All of us are, that's all we bring is excuses. Well, what, 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 some, what, I ate some donuts, 12 of them. Number, listen to this. You will never become who you want to be if you keep blaming everyone else for who you are. You will never become who you want to be if you keep blaming everyone else for who you are. Let me tell you something. We are a people of excuses. And, and Jesus, and uh, somebody had invited, he invited somebody to a big, a big party. And Luke 14, 18, and 19 says, but without exception, they all began to make excuses. The first one said to him, I have bought a field and I must go out and see it. I asked you to excuse me. Another one said, I have bought five yokes of oxen and I'm going to try them out. I ask you to excuse me. Most people are a ball of excuses. I see God move big on people who give themselves completely to God. That's why this morning I'm challenging you to try it. It takes it takes people that are sick and tired of being sick and tired of not changing. You will see the difference. Number two, there, there's got to be separation. You can't do the same things. There's got to be. When I really wanted to change, I, was, I owned a business that had a couple of hundred employees. And I really wanted to change. But everything had me. The money, the trucks, the big business, everything had me. And every time I would go through a family party, I would act different. And my wife would notice. 
And she says, hey, every time we go to your family parties, you act different. I says, well, how? She says, you're more prideful. Some, your, one of your cousins says he's got a truck, you say you got 10. One of your cousins says he's got a 2,400 square foot home, you say you got a 5,000 square foot home. One of your cousins says he's got this, he's got five, he's got... Let me tell you something, I had to stop going to family parties because I, I didn't want to be that man no more. When I came to family parties, I wanted humility. I got to the point where I hated that man that George was. I needed to change. My wife was saying, you need to change. You're prideful. You're self-centered. My wife was telling me, the Bible says as iron sharpens iron, one man to another. Let me tell you something. If you are fed up with your wife telling you stuff that you got to change, let me tell you something. She's doing it for your own good. By the time you go buy milk, your wife's already made cheese. She's way ahead of you. She wants you to become a great husband. She wants you to become a great father. She wants you to do great things. So there needs to be a separation from, your, from something in your life. If there's not a separation in your life, you'll, there won't be change. Let me tell you, some, some of you have this morning, some, some of you young people, you're going through a, 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 a season of, of, I love everybody. I have a boyfriend. And maybe that boyfriend or that girlfriend wants to have sex. Separate from him or her. They just want to steal your honor this morning. Put it on the chat. I'm texting you. It's over. Bye, Felicia. Bye. It's over. Separate. If there's never separation, there'll never be elevation. You got to separate from those people. Your life changes when you're all in with God. Stop your excuses. 2 Corinthians 6, 14 and 16 says, don't team up with those who are unbelievers. How can righteousness be a partner with wickedness? How can light live with darkness? What harmony can there be between Christ and a devil? How can a believer be a partner with an unbeliever? And what union can there be between God's temple and an idol? For we are the temple of the living God. We want to know why the spiritual never wins. It's because we're completely committed to the things of this world. If there's going to be a change, it's going to happen spiritually. A lot of people want change in their lives, and what, what do they do? I go to the gym, and I start working out, and I look, I look strong. I'm all cut up, and I'm, I'm feeling good. There's nothing wrong with that. But if on, you're only willing to change the outside and not the inside, then you still have a problem. Well, I, 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 I left my husband and my ex. I'm going to go to the gym. He's going to see what he's going to miss. You went to World's Gym and you pumped up, but you aired out, baby. You're a bag of air because you haven't changed inside. The change starts inside. I respect you for the discipline of, of changing and losing weight, and that is awesome for your health. But what are you doing inside? There's got to be a change inside. And that's where it starts. That makes you beautiful on the outside. When you start from the inside, I don't care how much you weigh, man, this morning you may weigh three, 400 pounds, but when the inside is beautiful with Jesus and you're changing, you look beautiful on the outside. I'm going to change the inside. So when I do all this change, I separate, I'm going to fill in the gap. When you get rid of things in your life, how do you get rid of a bad habit? You change it for a good habit. You start to fill in the gap. For, in other words, when you make these changes, you'll stop doing 
something or, or seeing someone. And when I was a little boy, I went to church and they would always tell me, you, George, you can't do that. You can't do this. You can't do that. You can't do this. They would always tell me at church what I couldn't do because it was a sin and that was fine. But they never told me what I can do, hombre. Let me know what I can do. I want to tell you how to fill in the gap this morning real quick. How do I feel? Four ways to fill in the gap. Number one, I'm going to give my life to Jesus. Number one, I'm going to give my life. Whatever you're committed to, whatever, wherever you put your commitment has power over your life. I'm going to say it again. Wherever you put your commitment has power over your life. If wherever you put your commitment, you can put it on soccer, you can put it on the Dodgers, the Angels, the weekends, the houses, the cars. There's nothing wrong with that. God doesn't mind you having all that. He minds when all that has you. When all that has you, that's where he minds. You're filling in the gap in the wrong ways. I need to get my fix. I need to come to church. The Ephesians 5.18 says, don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, it said, be filled. Fill the gap. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm going to fill this gap with the Holy Spirit. It can be anything that, that ruins your life. A good thing can become a bad thing if it's treated like a God. So notice, this, 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 this doesn't say stop. It says be filled. Fill the gap with the Holy Spirit. Try, try it. It's powerful. Number two, fill the gap with the life group. Life house is a church of life group. That's the life of our house. Let me tell you something. Every person needs a place to fall apart. If all your list, if all, the only God that you're receiving is Sunday morning, you're going to die of hunger spiritually. During the week, you need a place you can go with a family to fall apart and say, hey, I'm struggling. I'm str I need help, man. We, we, we hope that during the week, you get into a life group. And, and when you get into that life group, they become your spiritual family. And when they become your spiritual family, it gets to the point where my husband goes to his spiritual family and he says hey can I tell you something I need to tell you something that I haven't told nobody that I'm struggling with this that is the man that wants to change when you put somebody aside in your life group and you say I need to share something with you I can't change by myself I need help that becomes your change it's not I have a problem I don't want nobody to know my problem. It's, I got a problem. Look, look what it says here. When you fill in the gap, when you want to change, Ecclesiastics 4.9 says it's better to have a partner than go it alone. Share the work and if one falls down, the other helps. But if there's no one to help, tough. Be yourself. You're unprotected with a friend who can face the worst. Can you round up a third? A three-strand rope isn't easily snap life groups are the life of life house James 5 16 says it says make this your common practice confess your sins one to another and pray for each other so that you can live together whole and healed notice confess one to another pray one for another whole and healed I need wholeness I reach I mean I'm, I'm gonna reach that together with somebody else in my life Number three, we will fill the gap by finding my purpose in life. I need to live for something that's bigger than me. Because after God, after you change, and after you fill the gap, God wants you to fill that purpose in life. You will never be free in this life unless you understand purpose. 
What's my purpose? I'm gonna, when I leave this morning, I'm going to ask, I want to serve on Sunday morning. Maybe once a month. Maybe in a couple of Saturdays, I'm going to go give out food. Maybe I'm going to open my house up for a life group. Woo! I guarantee that the second that you open up your house for a life group, the change will start to happen. Why? Because you're opening it up to the spiritual, spiritual world that God wants to change your life. The second that you say, I want to change, and you start to do something about it. How many years have you said you wanted to change in that situation and it hasn't happened? And the enemy has been dominating you. It's been dominating your mind. But when you find your purpose in this life, I found the secret to pastoring. It's that I can't solve everybody's problem. The best way to solve your problem is to give you something bigger to live for other than your problems. Me and Narcy have been married 36 years. And the reason our love has survived is because we've said yes to each other, which means that we say no to many things in this world. Why? Because we want to grow. There, is, there, there has to be boundaries where you say no to other choices. It is the same way with God this morning. If you, like you're, if, if you feel like you're trapped, that you're limited, maybe it's because God is not the God of freedom for you. It's because you've been resisting the path that God has been calling you to. And you've been kicking and screaming all the way. You're kicking and screaming through all the way. You don't want to let go of that old person. I'm struggling, Pastor. I can't let go of that old person, that those thoughts of those people that hurt me. I, I, I carry hurt and bitterness inside of me. I can't. God says, let it go. Follow me. Jesus says, I'm your example. In three and a half years, I'll teach you how to live. Let me tell you something. Give me one year of your life. Come to Lifehouse. Get into a life group. And I guarantee you there will be change in your life. If you do that, there will be change in your life. But if you come here Sunday after Sunday after Sunday and there's no change in your life, it's because you haven't taken the steps to change. God wants to ask you this morning, and he, he tells you, if you ever want to experience true freedom, it will be through finding your purpose. I love what Acts 20, 24 says, but my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for the finishing work assigned to me by the Lord Jesus. The work of telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. Paul lived this life with focus in his purpose and his problems were nothing compared to, to our, he had a lot of problems. Some of our of our, of, of our of our change hasn't happened because we're focusing on the wrong, wrong things. You will never be free until you find God's purpose in your life. So the goal for your spiritual life, write this down, I will live my life for the good of others. I will live my life for the good of others. So my question this morning for you, what is that one thing that you have to change? This is a safe place. What is that one thing? Maybe it's fear. Maybe it's an addiction that you're struggling with. Maybe it's your mind. Your mind every day goes through bad thoughts. Let me tell you something. Once you decide to change, and you take these four steps that I've given you, there'll be change in your life. So I'm going to challenge you this morning. Everybody listening to me on Facebook and YouTube, I'm going to challenge you. 
If you have that one thing in your life that you want to change, I'm going to ask you to stand, please, this morning. I'm the only one standing right now. Yeah. All of us. All of us. We have areas that we need to change. And I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm not perfect, but I need to change. So God and the Holy Spirit is here this morning. And he says, if you give me that area that you want to change, I'm going to give you the power and the strength when you commit to me completely. Bow your head where you're at. Father, this morning, I give you this area in my life that I have not been able to change. I'm going to separate myself from that thing or that person that's controlling me. I'm going to fill the gap with a life group. I'm going to fill the gap with giving you my life through salvation. I'm going to fill the gap through serving. I'm going to fill the gap, Father, filling myself with your Holy Spirit this morning. And I give you that area that I have not been able to change. It's destroying my marriage. It's destroying my son and my daughter. Lord, my job, I've had several jobs because I got this problem. And I haven't been able to get rid of it, Lord. And I come to you this morning, Father, with a humble heart. I'm tired of being sick and tired. I cannot change by myself. I need other people to help me. Lord, this morning I give you that area in my life that's been had a stronghold over me. And I ask, Holy Spirit, that you would change me. Through Facebook, through YouTube Live, lift your hands where you're at. Tell them, Lord, I give you this area. Put it in the chat. I give you this area, my hurt, my pain, my frustration. The greatest hurt in my life this morning, I give it to you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, I ask these things. Thank you so very much for joining us today on the LifeHouse podcast. I pray and hope this message has encouraged, inspired, and challenged you to grow closer to God. If you would like to be a part of what God is doing here at LifeHouse, visit our website at lifehousechurch.com. That's lifehousechurch.com for more information or consider subscribing and share it with one of your friends and family. Thank you again for being part of our journey, your journey, that will lead you to know God better, grow together, and go serve and make a difference. Thank you again. God bless you. See you next time.